0: And welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast, a podcast where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's new hit show, Our Flag Means Death, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing another one of my top five episodes, We Go Way Back, guest starring the amazing Will Arnett as the terrible but magnetic Calico Jack. Okay, so the first thing we see in this episode is Oluwande being sad in his room now that Jim's gone. My poor baby. And then we hear a flute. Is he playing a flute? I don't know what he's playing. I think it's like a flute or a harmonica. It is not no damn harmonica. Oh my God. It's definitely a flute type of instrument, okay? I'm not going to be into this for too much. But we see the crew all on deck and they're all sleeping. Roach is sleeping with onions. Pete and Lucius are sleeping next to each other and then they unconsciously get closer to each other and hug. I love them so much. The Swede is sleeping in a fucking barrel for some reason. Frenchie is sleeping on ropes with an eye mask. John is sleeping on a hammock with his doll, and Buttons is the one playing the flute, and he's moonbathing, just a butt-ass naked grown man on my screen, love that. Carl, his bird friend, flies over and he's like, "Oh damn, you're late. It's like, nah, I just started without you, like, just now. Talking to a fucking bird, anyway. He's feeling himself moonbathing, and then he hears someone below him like, Hey, you pervert, down here! And he's like, Oh my god, are you real, or are you a fucking phantom? And the man's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, is Blackbeard up there? And Buttons is like, I'm not saying he is, and I'm not saying he isn't. But if he was, he's sleeping. And the man's like, wake his ass up then, damn. And he throws the bottle up, tries to shoot it. And of course, he misses. Buttons is like, smooth. And of course, he's like, y'all got any rum up there? I don't know the score that plays over the title sequence, but it's really good. Um, The title sequence for this episode is the Our Flag Means Death title, On a Boat. Like on the dinghy, man was just on, and then a bird lands on it. Which is foreshadowing, you know, Carl dying later on in the episode, and Calico Jack getting hit by a cannonball. After the title sequence, we see Steed sleeping in his room, in that purple eye mask of his. I gotta find out where that's from, or like where I can get that from. Anyway, he hears the cannons going off, he's like, oh shit, I'm just a stowaway. A stowaway in the captain's cabin, sleeping on his bed. He don't think much, does he? Anyway, he realizes that's his cannons going off. He's like, oh shit, those are my cannons. And we go out and we see Ed and the man shooting like armoires, Armois, armoire? I don't know, I'm not French. And I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it right because fuck the French. But yeah, they're shooting all these chests and shit. And Ed's like, damn, that was a bullseye. You gotta drink, drink, drink. And he's like, ah, oh, if I must, I must. They playing alcoholic games. Lord have mercy. Anyway, Steed comes out in that heartbreak robe. So beautiful. I need to get that robe. It's like $70 on Etsy. If y'all know where I can find it for cheaper, tell me, like, go to my Twitter and be like, yo, you can find it here. Anyway, he comes on deck, he's like, what the fuck? Why are you making all that noise? It's only like 6 a.m. And they're like, oh, damn, did we wake you? I'm so sorry, you know? And Ed tells him, Steed, this is Calco Jack. Calco Jack, this is Steed. Calco Jack's my old buddy from the first ship I was on. And already Calico Jack is starting the passive aggression. He was like, oh, who's the big girl? And the way Steve's face is like, oh my fucking god. It's like, ah, he's just joking, you're not a girl. (laughs) And he tells him that, oh, they've been blowing shit up. This chest, especially that they found under the stairs. And Steve's like, damn, that was like an old family heirloom. Ed's face, he looks like he feels bad. He does feel bad. Unlike Calico Jack who mumbles, oh shit. And he walks away. That man is so nasty. Now, did I laugh many times watching this episode? Yes, but he's still a nasty little shit. Ed tells Steed he's sorry and that Calico Jack came by last night like pretty late and they've been like drinking for a good minute and uh, he's going through a rough patch and all that shit and she's like okay cool anyway breakfast is ready and Ed's like Jack Brecky and Jack's like Brecky look I don't love their friendship because it is obviously not a good one but I also love their friendship you know what I mean I love the dynamic if it was healthy then it would be a good dynamic so I guess I don't love their friendship damn anyway day. And the crew are doing crew stuff. Oluwande is talking to the Swede about how Jim's gone and he's been drinking a lot and how he misses them. And the Swede obviously do not give a shit. He just playing with the rope until Oluwande says that he wants to get rid of the room. And the Swede's like, oh, damn, then the room's free. And Frenchie comes out of nowhere. He's like, I'm sorry, did you say the room was free? And then the Swede breaks off into run. Weejon trips him, though, so Frenchie can get to the room. He's like, that grants me roommate status. Buttons comes over to comfort Oluwande. He's like, oh, I heard about Jim and I wanted to offer my condolences. And Oluwande's like, thank you. He's like, how did he die? Was it bloody? You know, Jim always loved a good bit of blood. And Oluwande's like, Jim's not dead. Buttons like, oh, damn, I thought he was dead. Speaking of Jim, we get to see them. They're pretending to be a priest in a confessional next to Jackie's husband, Geraldo. And dude's talking about all his sins and shit. He's like, fornication twice. Um, theft once. Impure thoughts? He's like, one of them I thought was pretty deeply impure. And Jim, in that raspy-ass nice-ass voice of theirs, they're like, did you leave anyone to die at the hands of the Spanish maybe? And he was like, damn, what? And Jim rocks his shit. Punches their hand through the damn gate thing that Catholics have in that confessionals and just boom, 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 hits his head up against that little wood area so many times and then just busts open the door looking like Jesus ripping off the hood. They're like guys not a fan they are so fine for that so fine sick the lighting the sh- the way they're shot the scene amazing ed and jack are giggling while running into the room to go eat breakfast ed twirling his hair kiki king i'm like stand up please i want better for you this white man looks like he smells no offense to will arnett that just means he's a great actor but calico jack looks like he smells like shit I know that man does not bathe. How can you bathe when you're always passed out from drinking alcohol? Please stand up. I beg. He's like, damn, I only had like two places set up and Jack still sits in his seat anyway. Nasty. And of course, he's already got the liquor out. He's pouring it into his cup and Ed's cup. And he's like, damn, you remember Gold? And he's like, yeah, Gold was an awful man a dick. You know, he treated us like shit. And Ed's like, nah, he treated us like dogs worse than dogs. You know, Trauma bonding and shit, I guess. And Calico Jack's like, oh, you remember how you ground us down to nothing? And just made us feel like just the bottom of the barrel shit. And Ed's like, oh yeah, I remember. I was there. (laughs) I love him so much. Like, yeah, babe, you were there. Calico Jack talking about how they were pretty wild and shit. But he's like, Ed was pretty out of control. Like, I was more tame than him. He talking about, oh, one time he torched a ship full of people. And Steve's like, damn. It's Ed's like, nah, he don't want to hear about that. But Calico Jack, not a good person. He's like, oh, yeah, you could just hear them melting and shit. Like, oh, my face is melting and their screams as they die. And, you know, they're being burned to death. And Steve's like, um, I thought you weren't killing anymore. But Ed tells him, you know, it was technically the fire that killed him. So right off the bat, we find out that his definition of killing is very skewed. Because my brother in Christ, the fire killed him. Yes, sure, let's go with that. The fire did kill them. But who set the fire? It was not the fire that started randomly. You set the fire. So I think Ed has killed more people than he likes to think about. But you know, his flawed, twisted logic that he gets from his trauma, so I'm not blaming him too much, warped his view of killing and murder. But it doesn't make him a liar. Because I know some of y'all on Twitter, fucking cesspool of a place, y'all were saying, oh my god, he lied to Steed. No, because he truly believes that he did not kill these people. I mean, if it helps him sleep at night, okay, sure. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> like, go ahead, do you. But he wasn't lying because he truly does believe it. Anyway, no more therapy time to it. Calico Jack's like, yeah, well, you know, that's pirating. It's an ugly profession. And then he looks at He's like, oh, but you'd know that, right? Nasty, nasty, nasty. Passive aggressive. Ed, I don't want to get too mad at Ed because we know from episode five, he is not good at picking up at passive aggression, but it's like, damn. I can't even say, oh, Steve, why didn't you say anything? Because Steed is very much also passive aggressive and he don't know how to talk shit through, even though he's always preaching about talking shit through as a crew. Like, practice what you preach, my brother. Please, please. Anyway, Ed tells him, oh, you know, I've mellowed out. And Calco Jack's like, well, I hope you haven't mellowed out too much for whippies. And Steve's like, what the fuck is whippies? And they're like, whippies, whippies. The whippies scene... I don't know why comedians even try anymore. I truly don't, cause I don't think it's happened that scene. Calico Jack's whipping the shit out of those bottles, and Ed's doing his little whippies dance. And Calico Jack whips the Swede's hand, and the Swede's like, "Ah, damn, that hurt." And Ed's like, "That's what you fucking get." And Calico Jack tells him he should have stayed still, and that it's kind of his fault. I'm like, damn, he didn't do anything. He was just standing there. And Cedarquist is like, "How long do you think this dude's gonna like be staying here?" And Ed tells him, oh, I don't know, mate. You can't put a fucking time limit on fun. And he tells Jack to whip his balls. And he actually does. (laughs) And Ed's like, damn, Jack. Like, dude, you asked him to whip your balls. The fact that that scene was improvised, uh, I think it says a lot about how some of the greatest scenes were improvised. That's not me doing a dig at the writing, by the way. The writing is excellent. But the improvised scenes, I don't know, they hit a little bit harder. You know what I mean? like i don't know it's just something about them it's got that zest that flair that flavor anyway we get to see frenchie and we john being roommates like oh my god they were roommates and frenchie has a whole layout and we john has his little doll they're thinking and planning. like oh we got to get the ideas flowing like what are we gonna do and we john's like oh we could have a sitting area like we don't sleep in it we just sit there and Frenchies like oh yeah that's great that's great and Weijan's like, we gotta have a bowl of mints for, like, when people come over. And French is like, wait, why would people come over? And Weijan tells him, you know, when you room people, people come over. Then they realize how small the room is like. That ain't gonna work. Next scene we get is Ed talking to the crew about his time with Calico Jack. He talking about how this man, he woke up and he shat everywhere but the bedpan. Why are you a grown-ass man shitting everywhere? Like, you don't know... How do you use the fucking toilet? It's weird. It's gross, but funny, but gross. And then he tells him how Calico Jack saved his life back in the day. And Calico Jack's like, oh, yeah, this man, he's so dopey. I love him so much. He's a real pirate, not like one of these store types. And he looks Steed in the eye. I'm like, uh-uh, nasty. This ain't even passive aggression at this point. This is massive aggression. Nasty-ass man. And Steed's had enough. He's like, where the fuck is your crew and your ship? You know, a real pirate would have those. And we find out, guess what? his crew mutinied, and it's the third time this year. Surprising literally no one. But Pete's like, "Oh, you made him cry. And Steve's like, I didn't mean to. And Lucius tells him, yeah, well it was a pretty bitchy question. Hello? Did no one notice how he was being nasty to him first? Anyway, no loyalty amongst that crew. They switch up so quick. Especially Pete and Lucius though, they switch up so quick you get whiplash. Ed takes Steve over to the corner to go talk to him. And Steve's like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that his crew mutinied? I mean, I could've guessed in hindsight. Nasty man. Deserved, though, because he was nasty to him first. Ed tells him that Calico Jack may come off rough, but he's actually a sweetheart deep down. Ed, you are a bad judge of character, I fear. I'm so sorry. You're not a great judge of character. I love you, but you're not. And he says him and Steed have a lot more in common than they think. And I do believe that. That I do believe. But Calico Jack being a good person? Mm, I don't think so is telling calico jack they're like oh i'm sure it wasn't personal he's like no when they attach an anchor to your leg and toss you overboard it feels personal and they tell him they were gonna mutiny on steed and they're like yeah we might again someday nasty why would you tell a random stranger that hello inside house problems why you bring some negro from the outside anyway ed tells steed you know just give him a chance and steed's like well if he's your friend then i'm sure there's something i'll like about him and so, Steve's like, oh, I know I'll cheer you up. Let's take you anywhere you want to go. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, no, where do you want to go? He says, blind man's Cove. And Steve's like, yeah, sure, we'll take you there. He's like, oh, wow, you're so great, Steve. Steve's the greatest. And Steve's like, oh, it's Steve. He's like, what is? Nasty, nasty, nasty behavior. Nasty. We get to see Jim again. This time, they're back in Spanish Jackie's bar. And they got a knife to Geraldo's throat. They're like, hey, Jackie. You don't tell me what I want to no, know. I'm going to knife another one of your husband's. And he's like, oh, Jackie, don't save me. And she shoots him. Damn. <laughs> Jim's like, shit, I did not expect that. And Spanish Jackie's like, yeah, well, what you got now? And Jim's like, uh, fight to the death. And Spanish Jackie, she's trying to reload. And Jim's like, that'll take 60 seconds too long. And that little, mmm, feeling themselves, walk, strut, they do? Fine. Very unneeded, though, because what if what if I was a weaker person, you know? What if I died? Cause I nearly did. I nearly did, but I didn't, but I almost did. Jackie gets to jump on them and they're like, damn, that was cool. But they quickly flip the switch and now they got the upper hand. Spanish Jackie's like, damn, that was cool as hell. And Jim's like, yeah, I've been practicing that one. But they surprisingly come to a truce. Spanish Jackie's like, let's just drink. The crew has arrived to Blind Man's Cove and he's like, ah, uh, what should we do? You know, should we t- go for a dip? Gay. Or should we take a walk? in the forest, gay again. But as like, nah, you know, with this crew, we need something a little more. And then Calco Jack, menace he is comes out knowing He's like, oh, we should do Yardies. Tell me why they got these men walking across... What is that called? The ship's thingy? I don't know. I need to find out more ship names. Like the name of the parts of the ship because I can't be calling them thingies. You know the thing. If you watch the show, you know the thing, which I'm assuming you've watched the show if you're listening to this podcast. Anyway, the thing that Roach is walking across... And he's like, oh, fucking jump, dude. Calico Jack's like, what kind of pirates are these? My goodness. Nasty, man. Nasty, nasty. Just passive aggression and vibes and alcoholism. But yeah, Roach finally jumps and The way he hits the side of the ship so hard, my goodness. I'm like, oh, he definitely broke something. And Oluwanda's like, damn, is he dead? (laughs) And Jack's like, well, who's next? Oluwande, the way he looks at him, like, what the fuck is this man talking about? Who's next? No. By the way, I'm surprised I have not mentioned Steed's outfit in this episode yet. It is amazing. It's an ashy... Ashy is not a good way to describe it. It's a light brown fit, right? The coat and the pants are light brown. And they got kind of gold. It's not really gold. It's more like a brownish... Bronze. It's not bronze. Bronze is too bright. It's like a light brown... The color of Steed's hair... But, like, imagine if it was brown. You know what I mean? Like, light brown. So light brown. Light brown buttons on the coat. And, of course, he got his little necktie thing. Frilly and shit. and White around his neck. And the frilly sleeves. And the vest. The vest is amazing. It's green and it's got flowers on it. The vest is light green. It's got dark green kind of vines and gold flowers on it. It's so amazing. He never misses Ever. like the costume department every day they come into work with something to prove they come in mad as hell they're like yeah you ain't gonna question us ever again the crew is now on the island would that be considered an island i'm gonna count it as an island and they're all well all of them except for steed they're betting on a turtle and a crab got knives attached to their back to see which one beheads the other and we get a treat we get to see ed without his jacket on so you know we got the arms he looks so fucking good, but this time he's wearing a black shirt, and Steed has a yellow umbrella, a pale yellow umbrella to go with the fit. It's a tiny umbrella. It's cute. You know, it surprisingly worked with the outfit. That's so on like costume and design. They better win something. I need them to win something, because the outfits are good. Like, it's sickening. Anyway, the rest of the crew are making the turtle and the crab fight, and Ed says that the loser gets his head cut off, and the winner gets his fucking head cut off. Like, wow, we love to see it steed does not though so he goes to take a piss in the trees bamboo trees bushes i don't know in the island anyway he pissing in he thinks he hears ed come he's like damn this is like my 6p which by the way it is not ed but still why would you be telling that man you're on your 6p there's like some real personal shit please keep that to yourself that is so weird that you're sharing that anyway it's calico jack and calico jack's like oh did you think i was ed and he's like yeah you got a surprisingly (laughs) similar (laughs) gait He's like, ah, me and Ed are similar in a lot of ways. Innuendos, innuendos, innuendos. Anyway, he's standing so close to this man. Like, at least leave a few, like, bamboo trees in between. Why you gotta stand right next to him? And he holding both sides of the bamboo because he pissing so damn much. You pissing so damn much because all you do is drink, drink, drink. You don't even eat. Like, you don't even drink water. It'd be different. If you were drinking water and pissing this much, but you're drinking alcohol, just straight alcohol, I think, is your diet. Like, please, that's why you're pissing so damn much. And this man, already all up in his personal space, he's like, Uh, you and Ed, you know, y'all fucking each other? That's what he means. He says buggering, but still. And she's like, I do not know what you're talking about. And Calico Jack tells him, hey, you know, I ain't gonna judge because anything goes at sea. You know, me and Ed have had our dalliances. Gay, gay, gay. Gay, gay. I know some people are like, no, he was just lying. And do I pass it by him to lie? No, I would not put it past him. Do I think he's telling the truth? Yeah. Why do I think he's telling the truth, you ask? Well, because Ed's taste is shit, as we've seen. Steed? Yeah. Must I say more? And Jack. He twirling his hair, Kiki King. Ain't nothing that white men say that funny. I know it's not. He's very much touchy on him blushing a little bit sometimes yeah they definitely bang a couple of times and he's like "Ooh, did i hit a nerve but steve he keeps it classy there are a few times he keeps it classy i mean he does keep it classy a lot but classy derogatory you know what i mean this time he keeps it classy positive he's like that's ed's business it's his past his business i don't really care and jack's like mm, ed the blackie i know would have snapped your neck for calling you that anti-black slurs in my gay pirate show this is why we can't have shit you're like who do you mean by we i mean black people queer black people because why the fuck what was the need and then steve just repeats it he's like "Mm, yeah well maybe he's not the black you knew hello hello why why you guys couldn't come up with something else literally anything else anything else in the way i would get it If, like, they use this to be like, oh my god, he's racist, he's using an anti-black slur, you know? But, like, nope, he don't even get his lashes or nothing, and then you got Steve repeated? What the fuck is going on? Who was in the writer's room? I know who was in the writer's room, though. There was a black woman in the writer's room, and I'm not gonna give her lashes too much, because maybe it was out of her control, you know? But the white man will be getting his lashes. What the fuck? If he he wrote that, lashes, lashes. If she wrote that, I'm just gonna side-eye her, like, girl... What was the point? What was the reason? What was the reason? Because there was no explanation, no nothing. Like how racism is usually dealt with in this show, so what was the need? Y'all just couldn't come up with another derogatory nickname? Eddie? I don't know. Beardy? I don't know. Like, not that one, though. That's a slur. Wow, I know. Maybe they were thinking, oh, it's a spin on Blackbeard. I promise you, come up with other things. You're a writer, right? You're a writer for a fucking show. So, think. Open up the theosaurus if you can't think. I don't know, that's just me though. Very pissed off about that, ruined my day. Didn't ruin the episode for me, surprisingly. I know, I must not have morals. I still love the episode despite that huge flaw. Anyway, pissed me the fuck off, what was the need? Anyway, Calico Jack turns back to him. Dick's still out, mind you, still pissing. He's like, maybe you don't know him as well as you think you do. He pissed on this nigga's boots. I can't, I can't, I can't. Steed better than me. No, not better than me. He just willing to let him walk all over him. Because you pissing my boots? You pissing on my boots? I would not let that shit slide. I'd pull a Jerry from Rick and Morty. You know how he shoved the dog's face in his piss because he kept pissing inside? I'd do that because you ain't about to piss on my boots and then walk away like nothing happened. It's weird as hell. Weird as hell. Also, just downright nasty. Like, hello? You got no home training? What the fuck is this? That's so gross. Steed, now very upset, walks out of the forest island place and it's like, hey, where are you going? We're just about to chuck coconuts at each other's heads. It's hilarious. And Steed, he could have handled this a lot better. He could have handled it way, way, way better. He doesn't, oh, I don't find any of this enjoyable. You know, I don't like who you are around this guy. Which is exactly why Ed ends up leaving with said guy later on. Like, please, you... I can't even talk. He pissed me off so much. He talks a great deal about talking it through and shit and expressing your feelings and just not hiding how you feel. But he is dick at it. Like, he sucks. So he tells him, oh, I don't like who you are around this guy and I don't like doing all this. It comes off as a rejection. To Ed, it does. Like, we know where he's coming from. But it still kind of sounds like a rejection because Ed's like, you know, this is me. This is who I am. Now, how he should have phrased it, it I don't like this guy. Yeah, I am a little jealous, but it's not coming from an unfounded place. Like, it's not just jealousy. This dude treats me like shit and he's not a good influence on you. Like, he got you drinking all day. That is not good for you. But nope, Steed decides to be passive-aggressive and use subtext instead of just outright saying how he feels. And he runs away from his problem, which he did to his family. And he's doing it again here. And he'll do it again. Episode nine. While we love to see it. I hate good character writing because this isn't character for him. It is. It's not out of character. It's not crazy that he would do that. But it still pisses me off because it leads to misunderstandings, miscommunication. I fucking hate the miscommunication trope. Like, okay, you did that for what? To piss me off. You're a grown ass man, please. Anyway, Calico Jack, the is he throws a coconut at the back of Ed's head and he's like, never turn your back on a bastard. And Ed, now his attention is on him. He's like, fucking dick. Throws a coconut back, bops him in the nose. This man's nose is definitely busted because he gets up and he's bleeding through the nose. And Steve's like, anyway, I'm going to head back to the ship. Calico Jack does like call him over, but he's obviously not trying. He's like, "Ah, come back, Steve. Very much dick behavior. Also, I just realized that Roach is in the background trying to hand Steed Coconuts as he walks away. That's cute. We are back at the bar with Jackie and Jim and they're drinking and Jim's talking about how they used the family dagger on Jackie's husband so that he could feel the pain he caused them in their family and that that's the feeling that they want the people they're hunting down to feel when they're killing them for what they did to the family. Spanish Jackie surprisingly gives good advice. She's like, "Oh, you know, revenge it ages you. You gotta let that shit go." And she's like, "Oh, guess how old I am?" And of course, Jim says fifty. And of course, she says that she's actually twenty five, cause why the fuck not? And Jim's like, "Damn, you look good," but Jackie knows that they're lying. She's like, "Nah, stop lying to me, kid. You know you gotta let the revenge go. It's not good for you in the long run. You know you need to heal." And Jim's like, "Yeah, I know. I'm trying." Also. Before I forget and move on from this scene, Jackie's outfit? Amazing. That purple shirt and the designs on it? Excellent. And her makeup? Always eats. Like, yeah. She's the it girl of the show, by the way. Right next to Ed and Frenchy. No, it's true, it's true. Speaking of Ed and Frenchy, back on the ship, Steed is in his room. I don't want to say pouting because that's nasty, but he is pouting a little bit while reading his book. The crew is up on deck with Calco Jack drinking and Oluwande is about to whip the cup off of the Swede's head. And Old one is like, oh, I don't know, I've never used a whip before. And the Swede's like, oh no, I'll close my eyes so you can't hit them. I love the Swede, he's such a darling. And they're all like, yeah, you know, just whip the cup. And they start chanting, whip the cup. And Buttons is like, can y'all shut the fuck up? I'm trying to moonbathe. And Ed's like, damn, that's crazy. You know, we should all hit the hay. Like, we've been at this the whole day. We should take some rest, go to sleep. And Calico Jack, of course, being the man he is, he's like, oh, no, 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 we ain't going to sleep. And he whipping the whip every which way, everyone ducking like, oh, my shit, this drunk man is about to hit someone. And guess what? He hits Carl. Did I laugh? Yes, I cackled. Every time I watched it, I laughed. Was it fucked up? Very, but I still laughed. I'm sorry. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he just fucking killed Carl. And he's like, oh, shit. And (laughs) Buttons is obviously upset. He's like, you killed him. And Calico Jack's like, Yeah, but he flew right into my whip. I'm so sorry. Which obviously isn't true. This man's just being an absolute asshole. And they realize that he's an absolute asshole. Finally. Don't know why it took you that damn long, but okay. Button starts to hex him, which I can't take him seriously. I feel bad for him, but that hexing scene, definitely top tier. Then Calico Jack, still the dick, still the nasty man he is. He's like, "Mm, that was some weird shit. Did I cackle? Yes. But I blame that on Will Arnett's line delivery. In him just being able to be an overall douchebag. Like, he's great at playing douchebag characters. Steed comes out of his room after hearing all this commotion. He's like, get the fuck off my ship. He's so real for that. Because, yeah, you can fuck with me, but you can't fuck with my crew. And Calico Jack's like, fine. I don't even want to be here anyway because the party fucking sucks. And he's like, y'all want to come with me? Y'all don't want to stay with this man, do you? But he calls him a flop. I'm pretty sure that's like light homophobia. I don't know. I'm not, you know, up to date with my homophobia light terms. So I couldn't tell you. And they're all like, no, we do not want to go with you, except he turns to Ed. He's like, Blackie, I saved your life. Racial slurs once again. Why was it needed? Hell if I know. Hell if I know. But it was. They said, yeah, put that racial slur in there. Did they know or did they not? I don't know. I don't know which one's worse, actually. I feel like them knowing is worse. Them knowing is worse. Anyway, he tells Ed, yo, I saved your life. And Ed feels guilty. He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. Now, whose fault is this? Is this Calico Jack's fault for being a massive manipulator? oh kind of but is it steed's fault for not saying how he really felt i think it's more of his fault yeah i inch towards his fault sorry steed i love you but this is kind of your fault too sorry and steed's like hold on you're leaving with him and calico jack is already jumping down to the dinghy he's like later losers that dude is a dick like he is such a dick i'm so sorry ed gets close to him because we can't talk from a distance gay people are so unserious and he's like oh you know you see me now steed this is me this is who I've always been. You're always going to realize what I am. Please stop the self-sabotage. Get up and go to therapy. You are too grown to be miscommunicating like this. Please just express how you feel for once, I beg. Steve, this is kind of your fault. He looks like he's about to cry though, so I'm not going to do too much on him. With the party now being pooped because the birds killed, everyone goes back to their room. Frenchie, we, John, and Oluwande are walking back to Oluwande's room. And French is like, damn, poor bird didn't deserve all that. And Oluwande is like, can I stay with you guys? You know, just for a little bit. I miss my room. And they tell him, yo, you gave up the room. And also, there's no space for you. Sorry. And he tells him, no, it's fine. I could just sleep in the corner. But it's now a sitting nook. So they're like, yeah, no can do. So bye. And poor Oluwande, he's outside like, okay, good (laughs) night. And French is like, can you keep it down? So nasty for that. Oluwande, he's a good man. He's like, okay, sorry. We see Ed woken up on the beach face down. Definitely been drinking all night. And... Calico Jack is whipping them up breakfast, literally. He's in the ocean, whipping at the ocean to get fish. Make no fucking sense. It's all that brain rot from the damn alcohol you drink anyway. Ed's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he tells him, yo, I'm getting this breakfast. And Ed's like, I don't think that'll work. Have you ever tried that before? And he's like, nah, but this is the first time for everything. It doesn't work, surprising literally no one. And Calico Jack is already drinking again. And Ed's like, damn, like you drinking again this early? And Calico Jack, nasty man he is. He's like, oh, I didn't know I had an audience with the fucking Pope. Of course, encouraging Ed to drink, which he does. Steed is watching them through a telescope. Just giving pathetic. Please stand up, Steed. Please, I beg. And he's commenting on everything they're doing. He's like, oh, they're already drinking this early. You got sand in your beard. That's what you get for sleeping on the sand. And Oluwande is there. He's like, oh, Captain, you know, you got to just leave them alone. Get them off your mind. And he's like, they're the furthest thing from my mind. That's why I have the telescope. That line, it wouldn't be funny if anyone else said it, but Reese Darby, he's good at making unfunny things funny. I don't know how. Maybe it's a God-given gift. It probably is. And he's commenting on Calico Jack. He's like, ah, uh, do you think he's better looking than me? Oluwande is still being supportive, even though he's hungover. He's like listening to all of Steve's bullshit. Like Steed asking, oh, do you think his hair is better than mine? It's nice. It is not nice, Steed, but okay, pop off. And Oluwande tells him, you have nice hair too. But Steed's like, ah, oh, his mustache is weird though. And Lucius comes in. He's rubbing it in Oluwande's face that he gave up the room. He's like, don't you regret giving up the room? He's like, yeah, And drinking two bottles of rum. And Lucius is like, oh wow, you're so cool. Nasty, nasty, nasty little man. That's Why he got thrown overboard. I'm sorry, there was no need for that. Lucius sees Steve commenting on Ed and Calico Jack with the telescope and he's like, Has this been going all night? And Oluwande's like, Yep, all night. And Steve's like, Oh, yeah, do a little dance. Not a good dancer. Who is he talking about? I don't know, but Lucius is like, Morning captain. He's like, No, it isn't. <laughs> and Lucius manages to take the telescope away from him, though it looked like it was a struggle, and he gives it to Oluwande to hide. But when he turns over, Steed is now using his hands as a telescope. Lord, free this man. Please stand up, please stand up. And Lucius softly puts his hands down. He's like, has it been a long night? And Steed's like, I don't know. This man has really been watching them all night. Down atrocious, but he didn't know that he was in love with Ed. Anyway, Lucius asked him, do you think this is like a spat or a rupture with Blackbeard? And Steed, he looks sad, he's like, I think it's done. And Lucius rolls his eyes a little bit like, anyway, okay. He tells him, good for you. I'm fantastic at breakups. That's not a flex, but okay. He gives Ed a box of all his stuff. He's like, don't come looking on the ship because everything's in there. I've tried that ploy before. And Ed's like, you didn't put any of that yummy soap in there. Very unserious man. And Lucius is like, it's not a fucking care package. And he tells him that Steed really liked him and then he walks away and of course here comes menace number one no menace number two because izzy's number one like he's the number one menace at all times all times like he doesn't even have to be in the episode to be a menace like this one anyway enough izzy slander back to jack slander he's like yo should we kill him and take his dinghy and ed's like no there's no need because they got a dinghy right there mind you so why would you need to steal his dinghy there's no need you just want to kill people please stop have some shame some gain some please i beg Also, before I forget, Ed's arms are amazing, amazing, drop-dead gorgeous, the way they bulge, anyway, let me stop, let me stop. Back on the ship, Buttons is crying, because, you know, Carl just died, another bird flies in, and we find out this is Carl's wife, well, Widow now, this show is so unserious, they got this man talking to a bird, and the bird's answering, and he can understand, why am I watching this show, it's good, anyway, no more thing about my life decisions on the podcast, that's for later. Anyway, Steed is telling the crew how Blackbeard will no longer be sailing with them. It's giving very much divorce talk. He's telling them sometimes things like this happen, you know, sea captains drift apart. It's something that happens. It's none of your fault. And Pete, he's so nasty. He's like, damn, are we back to being captained by just you? And they're all like, dude, don't be a dick right now. And he's like, I'm not being a dick for needing clarification. And Steed tells them, no, You know, you were always just captain by me, technically. And Pete's like, well, what if some of us saw ourselves more as Blackbeard's crew? And they are like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, this is not the time. Please stop. Ed's looking all sad as he's rowing away with Jack in the dinghy. Like, my brother in Christ, you could just go back to the ship. You did not have to do that. But I understand, you know, he felt rejected, all of that. Blah, blah, blah. I hate good writing. Anyway, Jack's like, you know, this is the best thing that could have happened for you. When I heard you shacked up with him, I was like, ooh. And Ez's like, hold on, where the fuck did you hear that? And Jack can't think of an answer, because well, that liquor in his damn brain. I'm sorry, that's nasty. Anyway, he finally realizes that, shit, you did this on purpose. You came here and caused problems, because why not? And Jack's like, damn, took you long enough, the old black people have seen me coming a mile away. And he's like, Izzy Hand sent me. So he definitely knows Izzy, they're not close, because he used his full name, but he didn't use his government name. So I know he really hates him, if he said Israel hands, you know what I mean? But he didn't use his government name, so he doesn't hate him that much. That's how I measure hatred, yeah. He tells him that Izzy sent him, and he wanted him to get him out of there before the English arrive. And Ed's like, fuck, when are the English coming? And Jack's like, mm, I don't know. But Ed sees him, he's like, fuck. And Jack's like, there they are. Back on the ship, Steve is still giving his voice talk. He's like, you know, none of this is your fault, so chin up, we'll be okay. None of us will like you less or more than we did before this man's so unserious and Roach sees the ships he's like damn bad news captain and Steve's like yeah that is bad news he's like no there's ships right there and they're like damn that's a lot of ships because why did y'all send that many ships after one man please be serious Jack's like where do you want to go but Ed grabs the oar and breaks it and he's like oh maybe you can get out of here before they arrive because I'm not going anywhere with you and Jack's like you ain't making sense because you just broke our only oar and Ed yells at him you know fuck you that's my friend Jack, nasty man, till the bitter end. He laughs in his face. Nasty. Ed jumps into the water. And Jack's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? What kind of pirate has a friend? We're all just in various stages of fucking each other over. Like, who hurt you? That felt personal. I feel like he was talking about Ed. I don't know, maybe. Olivia lands on his dinghy. He's like, damn. And they have a whole stare off him, Olivia, and Buttons. And him and Olivia and Buttons and the scene just keeps going back to back to back. And then Jack takes out his whip and whips her away. He's like, yeah, get lost. Nobody fucks Calico Jack. Before he can finish, he gets hit with a cannonball. Yeah, deserved. Next time, don't be racist. Do I think that could count as them punishing a racist? Maybe, but I don't think so. Not really. So I won't give it to them. Back on the ship, he's like, shit, we should probably prepare the cannons to fly her back. And they're all like, do not do that. But they start to anyway, because why not, I guess. But thankfully, Ed is a fast swimmer and he's like, hoist the white flags. And Steve looks like this man just proposed to him. He's like, oh my God, Ed, you're back. And Ed's like, yep, better alive than dead. And when they finally stop making googly eyes at each other, he's like, do what he said, hoist the white flag. And we get the amazing scene that is the chain playing in the background as they're all getting arrested. Yep, cultural reset, actually. Buttons is, like, juking out all the soldiers because he's naked and no one wants to touch him. French is playing the lute and he somehow still gets tackled. That was definitely racist. It's given anti-black. They're struggling to get Wee John down on his knees. Roach and Lucius are cornered. The Swede is hiding in a barrel. Why, I don't know. They're all getting slammed down onto the deck of the ship. And then when Steed and Ed get slammed down, it finally stops doing the slow motion thing they doing. And these men are just gazing into each other's eyes. And Steed's like, oh my god, you came back. It's like, I never left. And he winks at him. Gay. Time and place, though. Time and place. Let's have some decorum. And they play in footsies as they're being arrested. Please have some shame. Have some shame. It's a great episode, though. Amazing episode. One hell of a way to end the episode. Got me tuned in for 9 and 10. I was like oh my god i can't wait to see what happens next like the episodes weren't already all out i don't know why i was saying that but anyway this episode was amazing definitely one of my top five comedy is up there anti-blackness going unchecked not fucking with it so it went from a 10 out of 10 to a nine out of 10 and yeah that's the episode thank you for tuning in please tune in next time where i will be talking about the second to last episode titled act of grace and also don't forget to follow me on my twitter Links should be above or below, depending on where you're watching. And yeah, that's it. This episode is about to be 40 minutes long, but I will not let it. So I'm going to say goodbye now. Bye.